Good morning, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. Um, we welcome you to another uh, fact-filled and spirit-filled episode, and uh, we have some very, as always, some very vital information to share today uh, concerning what the will of God is for your, for your life. That's right. We're going to be talking about what the will of God is for your life. Um, it's a question that comes, uh, that comes to mind to most Christians individually at some point in their life, maybe several times during their life, uh, and uh, it, it is a, a critical question, um, and it's of great importance to the lives of each and every believer, uh, and also critically important to the lives of unbelievers, especially now in our current day and age, wouldn't you say, Pastor? I would say a loud amen to that, yes, uh, sir. All right. Uh, we're glad to have you with us today, as always, and uh, uh, we have, <laughs> I, I, I want to share some, some uh, stats from the Barna Group, the most recent Barna Group study. Uh, once you get started, and uh, I, I'll, if you don't mind, I'll interject a few times during, during the course of the lesson. Uh, I, I don't mind, I don't mind, I, I, I insist. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, then, then it shall be done, sir. Uh, but yes, sir. if you would, please get us started uh, and and let us know a little bit uh, about how to know what God's will is for our lives as Christians. Okay. Well, here we go. Are you ready? I am. Okay. Uh, first of all, by way of introduction, let me just say this. Uh, very recently, within the last several months, uh, a friend of mine and I uh, were getting our heads together about writing scriptural subjects. Uh, he's a good friend. He's a good writer. His name is Lucas Doremus. I don't know if he'll remember our conversation, but but I'll give you a little bit about it. Uh, he, he uh, that is Lucas, has written commentaries on Job and Ecclesiastes, and I think, Curtis, you have a uh, a copy of both of those books. That's not; they're not in print yet. Yes, I do have uh, copies, and they're uh, both of them excellent reading. Yes, they are. And then I'm writing uh, short booklets on selected subjects. Um, I think that uh, I, I want to be very doctrinal and practical with these booklets that I'm writing. And, and uh, what you're going to hear today is from one of those booklets. Now. Both of us, Lucas and I, both have been involved in youth ministries. Uh, both of us have been teachers in Christian high schools. Mm -hmm. uh, and you were a student of mine in one of them. I was. And, and both of us have been leaders in local uh, church youth groups. So we've been around young people a lot in our ministries. Mm -hmm. And we agreed that the question most asked of us by young people was, uh, Brother Chamberlain, how can I know the will of God for my life? Mm -hmm. I mean, if I heard that once, I've heard it hundreds of times. Right. And so the following uh, article is 
stuff uh, all about how to know God's will for your life. The Bible gives us absolute plain directions on how we can know the will of our life. Now, and, hey, Pastor, uh, if, if I can interject something right now, that is so that yeah. is so true and uh, you have to uh, being Christians we we should absolutely know beyond a shadow of a doubt where to find that kind of guidance and uh, I've seen some numbers uh, come out of the latest Barna group report on Christian evangelicals and what they believe and what they do not believe and uh, I've seen some alarming numbers regarding the subject we're talking about today. Uh, according to this report, uh, 43% of evangelical Christians do not believe, do not believe that there is a common God-given purpose to humanity, that is to know, love, and serve him. 42% seek moral guidance primarily from sources other than the Bible, Forty uh, percent do not believe that human life is sacred, and thirty-six percent fail to seek and pursue God's will for their life each day. Now, those are some alarming numbers, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, they, they certainly are. I mean, at thirty-six percent is what we're going to be dealing with here, uh, and that's over one-third of evangelical Christians or people that call themselves evangelical Christians. By the way. Um, I used to love to be called an evangelical Christian, but in recent years I've said, wow, that doesn't mean uh, what it used to mean. And uh, so, that's right. So, so if you want to call me anything, um, please call me a fundamentalist, okay? Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, good enough. Because we believe if the foundations or fundamentals be destroyed, what can the righteous do? That's right. And so, so... To start out the lesson, first of all, uh, I, I must say this. We must read and heed God's Word. Mm, for sure. For in God's Word, we see, number one, God's revealed will. God has revealed His will in yeah. the Bible. Yeah. Now, now, there are some things that He hasn't revealed but will to but will reveal to us if we do and read and heed God's revealed will. It's simple, but mm -hmm. uh, why why people don't do it, I don't know. And maybe it's because our pulpits have have not been uh, faithful in teaching these very same things. Mm -hmm. So here's God's revealed will. It's a will for for your life. First of all, be saved. Yes. First and most importantly, we must be saved by grace through faith. Ephesians 2.8 says it very plainly, for by grace are you saved through faith. Well, faith in what? Well, faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ, which we'll find in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. And that tells us that the gospel is the death by which Jesus paid our sin debt, mm -hmm. his burial, and his resurrection. Yes. In those four verses, that's what the gospel is, and we must believe that. That's right. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4 says this, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, mm -hmm. who will 
understand the word, mm-hmm. who will have all men to be saved right. and come to the knowledge of the truth. God's will is that everybody would get saved. Right. That's Isn't right. that something? Look in Second uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 9, and we'll read this, and it says this, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, word, not willing that any should perish. Right. That's right. But that all should come to repentance. Mm-hmm. God's will for every human life is that that human life be saved. Amen. Now, you might hear someone ask this, can, can everybody be saved? How is that possible? Well, what say the scriptures? I'm not going to give you an opinion. I'm going to give you what God said. Okay. Um, and that's what we're supposed to do here in this podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, and we're doing this for your education, edification, encouragement, and so forth. Um, but we're going to do it from the Word of God. Now, Titus chapter 2, verse 11, said rather an amazing thing. It says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation... Are you ready? Mm-hmm. The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all, all men. men. Mm-hmm. Now, Curtis, what does the word all mean? I believe that is um, a word that means uh, something that encompasses something completely. It means all, and that's, well, that's exactly right. The grace of God has appeared unto all men. Yeah. Then... Then we read in Colossians 1, um, uh, I think it is verse 23, it says, If you continue in the faith grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard, and which was preached to every creature under heaven. Mm. <laughs> now, I'm not, I'm not, that's not my opinion. That's right. This is what the Bible says. And then Paul says, whereof, that gospel, I, Paul, am made a minister. Mm-hmm. Now, now, how is that preached to every creature under heaven? Well, let's go to Psalm 19. Oh, yeah. Read the first three verses. Oh, yeah. It says, the heavens declare the glory of God. That's right. And the firmament showeth his handiwork. Mm-hmm. Day unto day uttereth speech. Night showeth, and night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so in these passages that I read, God has revealed his grace, Titus 2.11, his gospel, Colossians 1.23, and his glory, Psalm 19, verses 1 through 3, mm-hmm. in his word. It's easy. It's it's all right there in black and white. It's there for you to read. Mm-hmm. Now, if you doubt this, I'm, I'm going to refer you to Romans chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. It says this, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. And then we see this wonderful word, because... Here's why he holds them. Here's why his wrath is on them. It says, because that which may be known of God, which we've already seen, his 
grace, his gospel, his glory. That which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. Right. Right. Case closed, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Be saved because you can be, and you ought to be, and we've just given you the way to be. That's right. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy. He saved us. He saved us by grace through faith. Amen. Belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Amen. And then, after you're saved, that's not the end of your life. That's not the end of the story. <laughs> the second thing is to be sanctified. Now, there's a whole lot of churches that teach sanctification entirely wrong they they teach that you're sanctified when you can finally speak in tongues mm -hmm. and that's not being sanctified sanctified uh, means to be separate first uh, thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3 says this for this is the will of god oh there's that word again there the is. will of god there it is yeah for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, mm -hmm. that ye should abstain from fornication. Mm -hmm. Sanctification means to be holy. Sanctification means to be pure. Sanctification means to be separated from the world. Are you still going to sin? Yeah, because you have that nature. Yep. But you need to work on your sanctification, your holiness, it's a your purity. It's a gradual process once you're saved. Do you remember Bobby Lounsbury, our pastor at Averyville Baptist Church years how, ago? How could I ever forget Pastor Lounsbury? Uh, Bobby Lounsbury was the ultimate hillbilly. I loved him. <laughs> I did, too. I did, I too. I loved him, and, and he said some things that just knocked me out. <laughs> he was preaching on on sanctification one day as a Sunday evening there uh, <laughs> in Peoria when, it was, when the church was there and and uh, he was talking about sanctification being made holy and pure and separated from the world and he, he used the verse love not the world neither the things that are in the world if any man love the world the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and the pride of the life is not of the Father, but is, but is mm -hmm. of the world. Mm, that's right. And he went on to say that sanctification was positional. You get sanctified the minute you're saved. You're set apart for God. And then sanctification is a process that is progressive. Yep. Yes, yes. And then uh, in the end, uh, at the end of your life, you're, you're perfectly sanctified, totally separated. Mm -hmm. But when it came to the progressive sanctification, uh, Brother Lounsbury said, he said in his hillbilly way, and I loved it, and we laughed, <laughs> and, and, and we knew what he meant. He says, I just get, keep getting saved her and saved her. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, so, first of all, be saved, and then be sanctified. Amen. Be separate from the world. Mm -hmm. Don't do the things of the world. Don't don't fulfill the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. It's not of the Father. It's of the world. Yeah. 
First John chapter 2, verses 15 and 16. So be saved, be sanctified. Now, here's the third thing, Curtis, and this one also is, is a doctrine that's often mangled mm-hmm. and misunderstood and, mm-hmm. uh, and mistaught, and that is you need to be spirit-filled. Right, right. Mangled is mangled is a good word for a lot of the teaching that's out there. Yes, I know it. I know it, Curtis. And 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 it's not that we uh, are so smart. No, uh, that that we can be saying things like this. It's that we're going by the scriptures. The scripture only. That's right. Yeah, and so and so to be spirit filled. Uh, <laughs> Ephesians five. I love the book of Ephesians. It's my favorite epistle. I don't know if I should have favorites or not, but that's that's my favorite. It's, it says this: Therefore, be not unwise, but understanding what. Oh, here's our here's our word. Ooh. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. Hey, there it is. And be in, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, now, how do you be? I'm going to give you just two ways to be filled with the Spirit. Just two, okay? And, and if you do these things, you can be filled with the Spirit, okay? First of all, be in the Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit. Right. Because the Spirit is the one that gave us the Word. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 21 said, Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. The Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. It is, the, it is what the, the Holy Spirit dictated to holy men of God. And the more you're filled with this precious and holy Word of God, the more of God's Spirit you will have to the point of being filled with His Spirit. Amen. Be in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Ephesians six seventeen needs to take off, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. By the way, that's the only offensive weapon in the armor of God is the sword of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. We ought to be filled with the, with with His Word and thus be Spirit filled. The fourth thing is be serving. Oh my goodness! <laughs> now you know that doesn't mean just going to church. I mean, it includes that. It includes doesn't that. mean just just to forsake not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as a manner of some. It's, it's not just that, but here's what Ephesians five verses five and six six instructs you. It says, "Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, mm-hmm. with fear and trembling, mm-hmm. in singleness of your heart, as unto Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers." But as servants of Christ, and here we go, doing the will of God from the heart. Mm. Be serving. You know, I go to a fundamental independent Baptist church, Pastor Joey Watt. I love him. He's just wonderful. By the way, that's about the only church in this whole area of over a quarter million people that I want to go to because of what he does and what he is. 
He preaches the Word of God. Yes, he does that. He teaches Sunday school. Yes, he does that. He calls people on the phone to see how they're doing. Yes, he does that. He visits the sick. Yes, he does that. On Saturday morning, he goes door-to-door soul-winning. He does that. Not only that, he drives the Sunday school bus on Sunday morning to pick up kids whose parents won't bring them. Mm-hmm. My pastor, He's a servant. My, my pastor is the same way. Uh, Danny Wood, West Sherman Baptist Church, same exact every, every description you just gave. Uh, same thing on on, on uh, his end, I, and I love him for it. called to suffer. Yeah, and here's the reason. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps. That's Mm -hmm. what the Word of God says. Oh, yes. If you're saved and you're sanctified, spirit-filled, and serving, you will suffer. Now, now let me, and you've been my son for how many years now? 59 at last count. Indeed, I have. Yes, I, I know. No, I'm no, I'm kidding. I, and, I, and, I'm not, and I'm not sorry for that. <laughs> and nor should you be. 
you too, huh? I've been called the Bible thumper. Oh, no. No. Uh, I, I, I can't remember ever thumping a Bible. I, I can't. Did you, ever, yeah. did you ever thump one? Uh, not to the best of my recollection, no. <laughs> I've been called a holier-than-thou person. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, uh, several other things that are not lawful for me to utter, I've been called, okay, <laughs> in the ministry. started when you and Kelly were just kids, uh, I, I decided I'd better get right with God for the sake of my children. I think I was seven or eight when, when that occurred, if, uh, if memory serves me correctly. M- maybe a little younger, but about that time, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. From that time on, you never went to bed that night unless you heard the word of God from Daddy. That's right. You remember that, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, but, but. Yes, we've. I've been. I've been attacked. I have my ministry been falsely and viciously attacked by lying accusations, and that I can recall the three times they were. They were awful. Mm-hmm. I, I, I. There was something I didn't do, would never have done, and and I, I'm. You know, I would have flogged myself if I'd done it. Mm-hmm. But you know what? After all of these attacks, after all these uh, personal sufferings, I'm still standing. I'm still standing. Mm-hmm. And you will be too if yeah. you're saved, sanctified, filled, and serving. You will be suffering, but you can handle it because you are these things. Right. I'm still standing, and you will be too. Amen. You need to be suffering. Next. Be supplicating. Um, the Bible says this: Pray without ceasing. Mm. In everything, give thanks. For this is the oh, here it is again. Uh, that word. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This is written to uh, the, the Thessalonians in Romans twelve. Chapter 12, verse 12 says, It will be rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, Mm. continuing instant in prayer. Mm -hmm. That means all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, now, when when I was uh, going to Hiles Anderson College and we were attending First Baptist Church in Hammond, Indiana, we occasionally had to go into Chicago. Now, if driving in Chicago doesn't drive you to prayer, <laughs> that's for sure. There probably be a few darn things and, that, that and, will. And not only, yeah, not only driving, but driving a school bus. Saved. I said, I don't want to hear about that bleep. 
Yeah. And he pushed, he pushed me off the porch. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Uh, then I, 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 we knocked on a door uh, in the same neighborhood, and an elderly man answered the door with a shotgun mm. pointed in our face. <laughs> And Tom Pearson said, oh, no, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute, wait, we're from the church, we're from the church. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, and, and he invited us in, sat in his easy chair, and leaned his shotgun against, <laughs> against the arm of the chair. Yeah. And, and, I, and I preached the gospel to him, and he got saved. Amen. Amen. <laughs> It was amazing. Before we were done with that little session, he said, "Let me ask you something. Where did uh, where did uh, Cain get his wife?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, if, if you if you listen to this gospel message, I'll tell you." Well, after he got saved, he didn't even care how Cain got his <laughs> wife. But I, but I told him anyway. I said it had to have been his sister. Yeah. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yep. So anyway, and he was happy with the answer. <laughs> but we faced some some uh, pretty some pretty dangerous stuff when we were out uh, serving, and so we need to be, to be in in constant prayer, in a state of prayer. When I go down to the Walmart, it's just about a mile and a half from where I live. Uh, if you're not praying in that traffic, uh, you're a fool. <laughs> So we need to be continuing instant in prayer. And furthermore, John 9.31 states this, Now we know that God heareth not sinners. See, that's why you need to be saved, sanctified, spirit-filled, serving, and suffering. And so you can be supplicating. We know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth, oh dear, here it is, and doeth his will, mm-hmm. him he heareth. Mm-hmm. Now we're, we're all talking about God's revealed will. This God is revealing his will to, to us. Yep. Uh, and, and we'll get to the unrevealed will in just a moment, which will happen mm-hmm. if you do these things. Lastly, be submissive. I don't mean you have to walk around with your chin on your chest. That's not what I'm talking about. But here's what the Bible says. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or under governors, as to them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For this is, oh, oh, here it is, Mm -hmm. for for so is the will of God Mm -hmm. that with well-doing, Yea, may put to silence yeah. the ignorance of foolish men. First Peter, chapter two, verses thirteen and fifteen. Uh, Curtis, be submissive. Saved, mm-hmm. sanctified, yeah. spirit-filled, serving, suffering, supplicating, and being submissive. Mm-hmm. Now, all of these preceding points deal with with. What I've been saying, the revealed will of God. You know the will of God if you've been listening, because we've just told you from the Word of God what God's will is. Right. But but now you know these things of God's revealed will. Now, now you can realize and recognize God's will for your own life. Mm-hmm. 
then and only then can you know that. Right. Several things, and we've already talked about the doing and discernment of God's will. John 7, 17 says, if any man will do his will, that's God's will, that is his revealed will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. That's right. These words are spoken by Jesus Christ. Do God's will, then discern God's will for your life. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Sunday, we were in church at Elvista Baptist Church, and I ran into, as I always do when I'm there, one of my favorite people in the whole world, and, and uh, you, you know her very well, Rhoda Scary. <laughs> yes, I do. Rhoda Scary, quite early in her life, because she had a great mother and a good father. Mm-hmm. He died when she when she was just a kid, but uh, she had a great, a great set of parents. And from the time I knew her as a as a teenager mm-hmm. uh, until this very day, I'm co- I'm confident that she knew God's will for her life mm-hmm. because she and her parents were doing God's revealed will for their lives, and and she is this day a teacher of, in uh, at the. Uh, Bayview Baptist Church's uh, Christian School, and she's also taught in uh, in the one the school that we had at, at Averyville mm-hmm. after she graduated, and she's just as happy as a day is long. <laughs> she never ceases to have a smile. She laughs almost immediately at everything I say. No wonder I love. No wonder I love her. And she's and she and she's always ready with a hug and and uh, tell me that she loves me. She was the person that told Pastor Watt that uh, that I, that when I visited there, she said, "This guy is a good teacher. This guy is a good teacher." And so I've been given opportunities to teach there in that in that church for which I am grateful. Amen. So, so but if we do His will, uh, His revealed will, we'll we'll know uh, of what the will for our life should be. Um, that's the doing and discernment of God's will the destiny of doing God's will. It says this, and this is the Father's will which he sent me, that of all which he has given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And and this is the will of him that sent me, Mm. (laughs) that everyone that seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I shall raise him up at the last day. And God forbid, people out there, that you should believe the false fraudulent doctrine that you might be able to lose your salvation. You cannot, because I've just read you the promise. There you go. So now, and we're coming to the close of this lesson, and I, I think we'll have some remarks to make afterwards about future about future lessons. And now that you've discovered God's will for your life and, and, and know your destiny, certainly you can delight in knowing that. In Psalm chapter 40, verse 8, David makes this very awesome statement. He says this, I delight to do thy will, O my God. Mm. Yes, thy law is within my heart. Mm-hmm. Is, God, is God's word in your heart today, uh, believer? Have you done all of these several things that it takes to uh, to discern God's will for your life? And if you're not even saved, would you please do that today? 
You don't have to fall down uh, on your knees or anything like that. All you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith, not by works. Well, that's for sure. Amen. Amen. So, and so, let me just close with this, Curtis. God's will. Read, heed, and succeed. Amen. Amen. The will of God. The will of God. Amen. So, how much time do we have left? Believe it or not, we've got, wow, well, we've got about, well, almost 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, I think so, uh, due, due to the uh, current world situation that that everybody, uh, saved and unsaved alike, is aware of, by the way. Uh, now, they may not be totally aware of why or how things are happening or when, but we'd like to help with that. Correct, Pastor? Oh, yes. A big amen to that. We'd like very much uh, to, to do that. I think that more people are strengthened in their faith by knowing what's around the corner. Right, right. And, and, and by the way, do you know what's around the corner? And, and did, did you know that, that you can know what's around the corner even if you won't be here to see it? That's right. Yeah. And so, and so we're going to uh, we're gonna go through a list of things uh, in our first session to kind of introduce uh, the book of the Revelation, because that's where we'll be for the, for the, uh, most of the time. Uh, I had a preacher once that, that uh, was very wise in the scriptures, and he says, to find out what's going to happen in the last days, keep your eye on the Jew. That's right. Uh, you know, um, the next event is the rapture, and we'll talk about that, and we have talked about that. The next event is the rapture, and then... Whatever happens to that, we won't be here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 oh, be, yeah. we'll be seeing it from, uh, from the mezzanine. Yeah, from the, from the expensive seats. That's right. Know. That's right. Bought and paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ, <laughs> by the way. Amen, amen. And so we'll be in the good seats. So, but but uh, I'm not going to pretend to be the, uh, uh, the, uh, the best prophetic preacher in the world. Uh, there are others that have preceded me that will help me with this. Um, people like um, Tim LaHaye and, mm -hmm. and, um, and uh, um, Lehman Strauss and uh, mm -hmm. the, some of those people that were, uh, were uh, C.F. Larkin mm -hmm. uh, was another one. And uh, so, uh, but we'll, and we'll be using some of their material. Uh, I really will. And we'll be giving you good outlines as we go along. Um, and uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you can listen to it over and over again to to pick up the point that you didn't uh, that you didn't get the last the last time. Yeah. So uh, and so 
but we're going to do this for the um, uh, for the edification of of believers primarily. And there's a whole list of things uh, that uh, and and next week we're going to go into a a, a sort of a chronological overview of coming events. Mm-hmm. And and, and uh, with that, I, I'm going to give you a clue. We will start with the very next event. That's right. Uh, it, it, which is the rapture of the church, and we're going to do some talking about the rapture. And, and then we'll turn our attention to the Jews, because after the church is gone, and that's what the rapture does, it takes everybody in the church age. All believers. To heaven. All believers, mm-hmm. every, everyone who's a believer in the church age, and that rapture will end the age of the church. That's right. And God will then turn his attention to his elect nation, mm-hmm. which is Israel. And it's called that in the book of Isaiah. He calls it Israel, my elect. That's right. And, uh, and, and that hasn't changed. No. Well, he had set aside his dealing with the Jews as a nation during the church age. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the church age, which is the rapture of the church, then he'll turn his attention totally back to the Jews. And if you want to find out what we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to start with the rapture. And then a whole list of other things that begin with the letter R that I like to alliterate. <laughs> yes, you do. I love it, by the way. I, I, I do. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it's a good teaching tool. It really is. Yes, it is. So, so there are a whole bunch of things, and I'll give you a couple of them. And the first one will be uh, the Jews return to Israel. Wow. Back in the 70s, uh, uh, it was said, and I have uh, an article that I in my file somewhere that says that, that at that time there were more Jews in Brooklyn than there were in Jerusalem. Wow. Israel is not back in the nation. But we'll go tell you some scriptures that tell you that, that, that um, Israel will one day be totally back in Israel. Completely, right now, totally, not, not, every, every Jew on earth will be regathered in Israel, correct? That's, that's one of the R's. <laughs> I kind of right. figured it would be. Yeah. You know, Israel now uh, uh, is in control of only one-sixth of the land that God promised to Abraham in the Abrahamic Covenant. That's right, Genesis chapter 12, that's right. Yep, that's, yeah, 
assist. I mean, you know where all these things are. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you go right ahead, please. Okay, okay. Well, so that's what's coming up. Um, and, our, and our next podcast will be on Saturday morning. Is that correct? Uh, it will be, yes, that is correct. Saturday morning. All right, and we will begin um, our prophetic uh, lessons. And we will begin with the rapture of the church, and, and we'll go on from there. And so, uh, please stay tuned, uh, and uh, if you have friends that you think would be interested in the prophecy taught correctly, um, then, yeah. Uh, yeah, for then sure. let them know, and uh, let them turn, and have them tune in to the podcast. I, I can vouch for the correct nature of it, yes. Yes, sir. Okay. And, uh, and, and so, that's what we're going to do, so... So why don't we close with an invitation and a prayer, Curtis, and uh, and then we'll get ready for Saturday morning. All right? Yeah, please do so, Pastor. Now, um, we've given the gospel several times to even today. And if you're listening and you haven't received Christ as Savior, please do so today. It's easy just by grace through faith. So if you would, and we'll be praying for you this uh, just now and throughout the week. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for all that you've done for us, for your precious gift of salvation, and for for your grace and your glory and your your greatness and your gifting to us. Thank you for for your precious and holy word by which we can know who you are, what you do, what you require, and what you're going to do for us. Yes, Lord. And what you're going to do with people who don't get saved. And so we pray for the salvation of people who are lost this very day, and we thank you for those who are saved Mm -hmm. and who are interested in hearing uh, the lessons from the word of God. Now, we thank you for these things, uh, and as we come to the throne of grace boldly, uh, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Another great session, Pastor. Thank you so much, and uh, uh, I, I also would like to remind our listeners to, uh, to really be tuning in uh, to what we're going to be doing from, from here on out uh, on Revelation. Uh, it's it's not uh, a subject matter that is actively taught in most churches, unfortunately, um, and I think because it's not, uh, there are a lot of Christians who, who who are wondering what's next, and uh, yep. and and quite honestly, uh, I think we should not be wondering what's next. I think we should be telling everybody else, hey, if you're curious, here's what's next. We should know. And, and and listen, I, I, I'm, I'm encouraged by uh, the fact that you were so willing to do this because many, many, uh, many preachers, many pastors, many teachers of the word uh, are not actively engaged and they don't seem to be too, uh, too thrilled about broaching this particular subject. And I think it's, it's critical for us to know. So, okay. so thank you again for agreeing to do this, Pastor. And uh, okay. uh, I know you've you've taught this subject several times. And uh, uh, I have. 
I want to encourage everybody to listen in. You're going to find out some wonderful information. Yes, there, there's going to be, uh, <laughs> there's no other way to put it, there will be some negative information given yeah. because it is in the Word of God. And yeah. we're not going to tell you half the truth. Uh, we're going to tell you the whole truth and, as, it, as the Word of God relates it. And uh, yeah. uh, we're, we're, anything less would be uh, outside the will of God. Yep. So we're going to do it completely, as completely as we as, can. As we, uh, yep, until Jesus comes. <laughs> and that's right. That's right. That's right. So. Thank you for tuning in today. We, we appreciate you being here. We love you. Uh, we care about your soul. Uh, and uh, we care that you are, in fact, edified and encouraged uh, every episode. And we, we, uh, we hope that you'll be praying for us as we will be praying for you. Remember, tune in to the Christian Underground News Network this Saturday. And uh, we will begin our foray through the book of Revelation. I uh, promise you some good information upcoming. Uh, you'll love it. And hopefully we'll, we'll be able to do some things as far as feedback uh, is concerned, Pastor. And I'll, I'll talk to you about that later. We, 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 right. we may be able to uh, start taking messaging and things of that nature. Okay? All right. So. So listen, thank you, everybody. Be sure to tune in with us Saturday. God bless you. Have a wonderful day, and we'll be with you again Saturday. Thanks, Pastor. Bye. Bye-bye.